Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. That's entitled Get Focused. We're talking about vision. And understand that we are in a race, church, a race that has a finish line. Come on. Our race does not end, you know, halfway. It does not end in two weeks from now. It does not end in a month from now. It does not end in a year from now. It ends when when we finish the race of our life. Can somebody say amen? But it's a race that's not like a 30-yard dash. Come on, it's not a race that's a, uh, uh, over in a matter of seconds. But this race is like a, a marathon. Let me give you a definition of marathon. It says something such as an event or activity that lasts an extremely long time or that requires, listen, great effort. If we are to declare in 2021, then we need to build on something that's going to last, listen, for a long time. But it's going to require a great effort on your part. Somebody say my part. You, you got to do something for this. You, you, you have to play a big part of this. So it's going to require a great effort on your part. If, and we need to understand we need vision for the long haul. Come on. Who's in it for the long haul? Come on, who's, who's just going for a little ride here? Not me. Come on, we're going, I'm up for the long haul. I'm until I'm I'm Jesus comes back, amen, or Jesus takes me, amen. We are here for the long haul. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. Let me give you a quote from someone. It says, the eyes are useless when the mind is blind. Vision is God's divine purpose for our lives, and longevity is the key for vision and growth. We must, say I must, we must build with the future in mind. We need to be generational, pressing towards the goal in Christ Jesus. It's time for PCLV to get back on track, amen, and do what Jesus is doing. It's time to join them on this road, amen, towards our goal, and it's time to declare, church. I said it's time to declare. I said it's time to declare, hallelujah. See, when we have vision, Proverbs 29, 18 says that he is happy, joyful, and most blessed. Our legacy will not be realized, amen, until we start to have longevity in our ministry. But we need a people to run with it, to run with a vision, to run with an understanding that this is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And today I want to minister, run at a steady pace. 
run at a steady pace. All right? I want you to keep that in mind today as we minister. See, we need to reach our future generations in mind. We need to have the same vision that God has, a generational vision. What is a, a generational vision? Well, there's several characteristics of what a generational vision is. But first, a truly generational vision will be God-sized. Come on. It's a vision that's so big, let me tell you, church, it has to be from God. Come on, it's a vision so big that it cannot be accomplished, listen, in one lifetime. It has to be, you got to dream big, church. Come on, tell your neighbor, dream big. Come on, tell your other neighbor, you're dreaming too small. <laughs> come on, you got, you got to dream big here, church. And when you come, you got to know that God's going to do something in your life. You got to know when you got saved that God wants to use you, not for small things, but for big things, amen. He wants to use you for his kingdom, amen. They're God-sized dreams, amen, that can only be accomplished because of God. A God-sized vision is big that it can only, like I said, be accomplished by him. Listen, without him being involved, without God in the picture, without his provision, without his divine guidance, his favor, his direction, vision, listen, church, will never come to pass. It'll be short-lived. Because you're running like a 40-yard dash. You're running with it just for a moment and whew, you get tired. You know what I'm talking about? Second, a generational vision will take more than one generation in order to fulfill it. We have to understand that generational, generational vision will not be fulfilled in our lifetime. It will be fulfilled in our lifeline. Come on, it's not going to be fulfilled in our lifetime, but our lifeline, meaning it needs to be passed down to our next generations, amen, to our sons, to our daughters, our grandsons, our granddaughters, spiritual, natural, in order to be fulfilled in our lifeline. Pastor Mike Neville, amen, the pastor, the founder of our fellowship that you and I belong to, amen, had a vision that was not accomplished in his lifetime. Come on, it won't even be accomplished by his wife, Pastor Donna Neville, my pastor. But it's going to be accomplished through their lifeline, amen, uh, through their son, Jason Neville, through their daughter, Nashelle uh, uh, Neville, her husband, Randy Emerson, amen. Come on, uh, their grandkids, amen. It's going to be passed down. It's going to be fulfilled through a lifeline, just like us. When my wife and I came, we came out here to build a legacy. A legacy that will outlast us, outlive us. Come on, that will be filled by our natural sons, spiritual sons and daughters of PCLV. Tell your neighbor he's talking to you. <laughs> See, I'm talking to these young girls, talking to this young man. Come on, talking to those back there, my, my grandson, uh, this young daughter right here, amen. Uh, I'm talking about them. It's going to be fulfilled through their life. We have to, it has to be fulfilled through our lifeline. We had this in, in our hearts from the start, church. And we will continue to run with it. And we will build for longevity. And with that will come growth, church. But we have to run at a steady pace. 
Got to run with a steady pace, church. There are times in our church, through our history, that we sprinted, but we got tired. We've done things for God and went for it, amen, in full force, and it died out. Because it's not a sprint, church. It's a marathon. See, I, I can just sprint around here at a steady pace. And I can do this for hours, church. Who say, oh, yeah, right. Okay. I want you to sprint 10 times back and forth, and let me just steady pace and see who, who will outlast. Go ahead. Run back and forth. <laughs> Come on. Give it all you got. But I'm still going around a circle. He may come in like, yeah, see, I told you. I told you, yeah, yeah. Ah, 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 looky, looky, he's getting tired. He's getting tired. He's getting tired. Look at him. He's getting tired. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you run at your full force and I'm going at a steady pace, who's going to keep going after time? See, that, that's what it is. A lot of us, we get saved, and we want God to do quick things for us. We want to do this, and we want to do that. And God says, you know what? It's exciting. It's okay, son. You be a little excited. It's okay that you want to do this and do that, but stay at a steady pace. Just, just, just take your time. God's always with you. God's never in a rush. He's, he's perfecting you. And we want to get this quick. And we want our marriage healed quick. And we want this. And you know what? He hasn't changed. He's still the same. You know, what's going on? I want, can you pray? Throw some oil. Dump some oil on him. But you're like, God just wants you at a steady pace. Just don't worry. Don't worry. You'll be okay. She'll be okay. Just stay at a steady pace. See, no one likes this. Because we want to go. We want to go there quickly. But God's saying, you got to run at a steady pace. Just a steady pace. Just take your time. Let me tell you, you'll still get to the place that you need to get to if you stay at a steady pace. Come on, you ever drove somebody that's at a steady pace on the freeway? You're going, <laughs> and at the end, you still have the same stop sign as you? <laughs> that passed you up way back there. You're still here. Man. Steady pace. But he passes you by as you're getting the ticket. <laughs> Got to do it at a steady pace, church. Doing things fast for God, wanting to do this and that for God, it's not going to get you to the place that you need to be with God. You've got to do it at a steady pace. I've seen people damage themselves because they're so quick to do things. And God says, just stay steady. This is a long race. It's not going to be over in a matter of seconds. I can't do these things in a matter of seconds. It's going to be, it's going to take your life, your lifetime in order to pass it down to your lifeline. Church is a steady pace. Can somebody say amen? Because it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Listen, we can't just run and stop with Christ. No, don't, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you cannot rest. Don't, 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 don't get a misunderstanding 
of that. Amen. There are times of rest in our walk with God, in this race with God. And there are times where God will make you rest. Just like he did with me a few weeks ago. God made me lie down, church. And that's a different sermon altogether. But sometimes we just run. We want to do things quick, amen. Uh, you know, people just get saved. I want to do this and this and this and this and this. I say, you know what? You just, man, you just came from the fields of sin. Let God fix you. That way you can stay for the long term. Because you get busy right away, then you're going to fall. It's just like, like the, the Bible even says, don't give any ministry to, to new converts. Because they'll go to their head. They'll, they'll fall. They, they won't last when the troubles come. Because let me tell you, once you start to do things for the kingdom of God, guess who's there trying to bug you, trying to distract you, trying to kill you, destroy you. They're trying to just mess you up. The devil's there. Let me tell you, new comrade don't know how to fight the devil. I don't care how bad you think you are. You can't fight the devil just because you've been saved for two days. Come on. I'm still fighting the devil. and Sometimes he still gets some licks on me. Amen. I've been serving God for over 25 years. But I say at a steady pace. I get some hits, amen. It's a good one. I keep on going. It's a steady pace. Because if you're running real fast and you get hit, boom, you're going you're gonna to get it. Come on, he's just going to trip you. That's all it takes. Watch, demonstrate. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, are you still running? <laughs> okay, you. Are you going to be on the steady pace now with me? Okay. <laughs> Come on. Just imagine just running. All it takes you're running for God. Yeah, I want Jesus. And all the devil does is go later. <laughs> but see, if I'm at a steady pace, the devil can throw his foot out and I can just do this. Because I'm at a steady pace. I'm not, I'm not in a rush. I'm, I'm looking for the things in front of me. My God has the things behind me, so I don't, I don't have to worry about my back. Come on, you guys get saved, you start still looking over your back. <laughs> come on, be free from that. God wants to give you freedom, but we come in the church hiding. <laughs> and God set you free. Come on, don't worry about your past. You got, God got your past. Just keep your eyes focused to the front. You'll see everything that the enemy's throwing at you if you stay at a steady pace. That wasn't even my notes. That's a free one for you guys. It's not, a, it's not a sprint, church. It's a marathon. And we got to keep at a steady pace. We got to think longevity. We got to think this is for life. Come on, you can't just say, I'm coming to church because, you know, this is for a good, good year. I'm going to give it. No, no, we can't come with that mentality. This is till Jesus comes back. I'm doing this for life. I hope you're here for life, amen. I, hear, I hope you're here because I want Jesus for life. I know that things can change and things can move and we can move, but you gotta, you got to have it for life. The definition of longevity is this. A long duration of an individual's life, length of life, long continuance, durability, someone that continues for life. Now, there's nothing wrong with being excited for God, like I said, or having some zeal and you're a little hyped up, amen. As long as you're thinking, this is for life. As long as you're keeping at a steady pace. See, when you start to understand God's heart towards people, 
Man, and his will, somebody say his will. Then no one, his will is that no one should perish without his grace. That's God's will. If you don't know what God's will is, it's for the world to get saved. For no one to go to hell. That is his will, amen. That, that is to be our will, amen. We have to understand his heart towards people and his will that no one should perish, amen. And then we will start to understand that we need to think big and we need to think longevity. We need to think on building for the long term. You have to think in your mind. You need to proclaim and you need to shout and declare who God is in your life. Make some declarations, not in, just in the church, but out there to the world, to your family, to your co-workers. Man, that first week back, I was so excited to ask people, what you go through? What happened? How'd you feel? And then I, they thought it was just all about me, and I started just talking about my God. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, I was down for the count. The devil thought he had me. They, they're like, they're tripping out, you know. I was like, yeah, devil thought you had me, but then all of a sudden I just started waking up. And, <laughs> and I started sharing what God did in my life. It's, 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 you got to start to declare he is who he says he is. He is the healer, amen. His blood still works, amen. The blood of, the blood of Calvary, amen, is as most powerful as it is back then that it is today and forever. God is a healer. Because it's not about you. It's not about just about our city. It's not just about our nation, but about the world. And keeping at a steady pace. We need to be thinking this is going to be going to last. My, my, my salvation is going to last. Come on, I'm not going to, I don't want to be a backslider again and again and again and again, amen. Because you got to build with long-term longevity, longevity in your life, amen. That when I got saved, this is going to be forever. We can't think, how am I going to break away from the crowd? I can't think that I can't do without drugs. I can't think, amen, I, I, I don't know if I can make it without liquor. I can't think that, no, this is long term. He set me free. I'm, 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 I'm going to be clean and sober. Can't walk out with the mentality, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Yeah, I gave my life to Jesus, but you know what? It's going to be hard. I don't know. I want beer. I want this. So you start talking that? You're already selling to that. You're already buying it. You're already at the liquor store. You're already at your connection. You're already where you need to be to get what you need. Instead of saying, you know what, all I need is Jesus. All I need is the word of God. All I need is to get on my knees. All I need is to call a brother, amen. All I need is to go to church when those doors are open. All I need to do is meet, meet God at the altar when I need him. God's thinking. We got to think, this is going to last. Babe, this is going to last. Our marriage is going to last. It's going to last. This ministry is going to outlive me. We have to think generational. We need to build for generational change. Come on, building this way will keep us focused, church. You know, put the right things in right perspectives, amen, because it's not about you. Stop thinking it's about you. That's the problem. Because in the world, it was all about you. When you get saved, it's not about you, church. I'm sorry to bust your bubble. 
I'm sorry for, you know, it's not about you. Come on. It's not even about us. It's all about him and reaching others. It's all about the great commission of winning the, winning the lost and building disciples. Come on, that is what it's all about. It's not about you. He'll fix you, but it's not about you. With this mindset, it helps us to also manage our expectations. Otherwise, we can end up frustrated. Listen, when things don't happen as fast as you want them to happen. See, people get saved, amen, and they think, man, man, I'm going to get saved. He's going to get saved. Man, we're going to have a happy marriage and da-da-da, and we're going to live happily ever after. <laughs> and now you start to put expectations on that. And when it doesn't happen the way you thought it would happen, you get frustrated. Am I talking to anybody here? You get frustrated, man. You, you get off. Forget church. I'm going to another church. You're going to run into the same problem with any church you go to. Because it's the same God everywhere. And let me tell you, people are people everywhere. And the problem is, listen, the problem is, let me bust your bubble here. The problem is why you go church hopping, looking somewhere else, is because you think it's all about you. And it's not about you. And when we can get that in perspective, church, then God can start to fix you. Ooh, I stepping on your toe too much today. Well, let me step on the other toe for you. Because I'm here to lead you to the promised land. I'm not here to hold your hand and skip with you. I'm here to build you. That you can run at a steady pace yourself and say, you know what? I can do this. God's with me. Amen. Even if they're not there, he's not there. I got it. Amen. Because God is with me always. He's with me every step of the way. He's with you in that valley, and he's with you in that mountaintop. Amen. You got to understand today, church, it's not about you. Amen. It's about God and what he can do in you and what he wants to do through you. Once I got my eyes off of my own problems, I started to focus on other problems. And God started using me to help others with the problems I had before. Come on, somebody. Have you ever been frustrated when things didn't work for you? <laughs> Never? If not, it's coming. <laughs> Come on, church. Can I help you guys? Somebody just go like this. Come on, huh? I'm not disliking you. God's not disliking you. I'm not saying that. That, 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 that God doesn't love you or you're nobody special. Don't get me wrong when I say these things. Because people take them personal and it becomes, oh, about me. <laughs> or it's not about you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to be directed by God and say, help my people. Help my sons and daughters. Help them. Realize that, you know what? It's way beyond them. It's about the God of the universe. It's about the one that laid down his life for you. It's about the one that the blood was shed to wipe away all your sins. Come on, that's who we are about. That's who it's all about, church. And when we can start to do that, that it's not my ministry. Look at my Bible study. Look at that. Then, then it became you. And when things don't work out in your ministry, you get frustrated. But when you build it on him, 
Not that you won't have troubles, but you know what? God will help you through. God, help me. What's going on here? God, what's going on with so-and-so? And people, we got to understand people are people. I understand that now because I take nothing personal that comes at me because God says people are people. People are going to hurt you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to spit on you. But they did that to me, he says. And I went to the cross anyway. And people can do that to me, but I'm going to go and do what he told me to do. And I will not be offended. I'm not saying it won't hurt me. We all have feelings, right? And I won't say I, I'm going to think something wrong, you know, for, for the moment, you know, because <laughs> we're all human. <laughs> Come on. I won't, I won't, I won't go, I won't fulfill that thought. I'll grab a hold of that and say, Holy Spirit always said, don't think that I, I know. Gotta love up, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I keep loving them because that's what God is, right? So we got to think longevity, Lord. We, we, uh, Lord, guys, we got to think longevity. We got to think generational because it assures that when you think this way, listen, then it involves everyone, not just about you. It involves everyone because the vision cannot be built by one person's talent or abilities or gifts. Amen. It takes all of us. Somebody say all of us. All of us together with Christ to change a generation. I don't want to take credit for a generation change. It takes all of us. All of us can do it. One person cannot do that. Someone has to carry that vision. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 4, 16. He, speaking of God, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does his own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. Come on, it says that it takes all of us. Come on, it does not just take a pastor. It does not take a, a pastor's team. It does not just take a church, amen. It takes all of us helping each other so the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 18 to 27. It says, but our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part, listen, each part just where he wants it. He puts each part just the way he wants it. How strange is a body if it only had one part? Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. We cannot go to each other and say, we don't need you. I don't need you. We cannot say that to each other. You know what? We can do without them. Hello. We need everybody. Come on, I need you guys over there. I need you guys. I need you guys. You guys, you girls, everything. I need them. I need my kids. I need, I need these children. See, they don't have a full understanding, but you know what? At least they're not, they're not dancing to worldly music. I'd rather have my children dancing for the Lord. Amen. Because you know what? That's a worship's heart. They're going to be worshipers. My granddaughter's going to be a leader of the worship. She's going to be a worship leader. I already spoke that. None. Sealed, delivered. Bam. Start worshiping, girl. 
We need each other. I cannot say, we don't need you. I cannot say, I don't need you. I don't need you. We don't need you. It takes all of us. Are you listening, church? Come on. We got to take that mentality out. Whoever God brings in here, he brings. And it's part. Let me go back. It says that he. Where is it? Where is it? God puts each part just where he wants it. If you're here, it's because God brought you here to be part of this body. But it's, this is not just the body here. This is just a portion of his body. The body of Christ is all over the world. But he brings you to this part here. To, he places you right here. You know, for some of us, we're the moko. Boom, right here. I, I, it's not a part of the body, but it came out of your body. <laughs> all right, erase the moko thing. Erase the moko thing, all right? Just throw it away. It's right, because we blow mochas, and what we do? Throw it away. So you're not a moko. My apologies. Amen. <laughs> I'm, I correct myself. You guys can correct me up here. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. Let's go. But the hand cannot say to the, to, uh, the I cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, listen, it says some parts of the body that seem the weakest and the least important are actually the most necessary. Let me tell you, get rid of your thumb and see how you can throw a ball. Let me tell you, I need my thumb. This may be little or the pinky can be something little, amen. But let me tell you, I, I, I need my pinky. I need my fingers. I need my thumb. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? We need each other. We need each other. And it says right here, amen. It says, and the parts that we generally are less honorable are those that we close with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen while the more honorable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the whole body or put the body together in such an extra honor and care given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you are part of it. Come on, somebody say, I'm part of it. I'm part of it. You got to yell. You got to say that with, uh, come on. Say that, come on, with, with some, some honor. I'm part of it. I'm part of it. Come on, we're part of this. This is, what a great honor that God makes us a part Come on, we looked at our lives as nobodies. We looked at our lives as mess-ups uh, and the black sheep of the family. Or, or you know what, I can never do anything good. Uh, yet he chooses you uh, and says, I choose you to be part of the body. Uh, I honor you. God honors you. And we're part of this. Some of us have never been part of anything. But God brings us to be part of his body. God chooses us when the world doesn't choose you. When your friends deny you, God says, I, I'll, I'll pick them. I'll pick them for my team. I'll pick her for my team. Remember street ball? You get the captains. Okay, pick teams. And you're all like that. And, and, uh, and you ever been picked last? And they say, oh, okay, come on. <laughs> How does that feel? 
But yet God picks us. God picks you. He doesn't wait for the line. There is no lineup when he picks you. He looks out for you. He leaves the 99 that he already has, and he looks for you, amen, in your mess. He found us in our miry clay. He found us in our garbage. And he says, you know what? The world has denied you, but I pick you. And he takes you out of that mess. Takes you out of that bar. Takes you out of that nightclub. Takes you out from wherever you've been. And he says, I choose you. And he restores honor and dignity. Something that most of us never had. Because the world has stripped you from it. And the enemy has lied to you. That you're worth nothing. You're just this and you're just that. And the name calling starts happening. See, the devil calls you by your sin. God calls you by your name. Ruth. Oh, you don't even know what that name means. Get ready, Ruth. Get ready for that. It's a great honor, but there's a lot to carry with that. When God calls us and challenges us, things change. When he changed Jacob's name to Israel, things change. God got a nation now. God was on the move. When he does changes, there's a move, church. But Jacob had to wrestle for it. And then he had to rely on him for the rest of his life. Okay, I'm going to change your name, but hold on. You know, you think it's all, you're all bad. Look, God called me, oh yeah. You're going to remember me. Yeah, I'm, I'm Israel, but I got a limp. <laughs> yeah, I'm Pastor R, but you don't know the bruises I have. You don't know if I take off his shirt, the cuts that I have because of the ministry. Not talking physical, I'm talking spiritual cuts that my wife, go, my wife and I go through. Yeah, you look at this and you say, wow, look at that. But no, no, you don't see the price. Because it's not about you. It's all about him. If we're going to be generational, we must each do our part. And we all play a part of that church. If you're a part of PCLV and you come here and this is your church, you're a part of it. You're part of it. Don't come as you're a nobody. Don't come that no one knows. God notices you. You're part your part, whether you come one time or many times or whatever, your part. Come on, somebody. Tell somebody you play part. You play part. I'm cutting off. If you feel like a pinky here at PCLV, then you're part of it, Sister Pinky. You're part of it. Everyone has a part in this body. That's why we're looking for servants. We're looking for servants. Everyone's looking for a job, but no one wants to serve. We're looking for servants, servants that want to be part of the body and use what God brought you to do. 
Come on, that's why we need kids' church. We need teachers. We need cafe workers. We need people that will smile, amen, and come on and, and just greet people with coffee, amen, and know that money is being raised for our, our, our missionaries. We need a greeter that will come and say, good morning, amen. God bless you. Not to offend you, but can I take your temperature? Boom. Come on in. We need ushers, usherettes, amen. We're looking for those who would play their part in the body. Those that will play the part on the Wednesday fast. Oh, I wish he would not throw that one in. Come on, if you're part of the body, you fast. It's not an option. It's not a, I don't know if I can do that. No, you can do it. Come on, he's not calling you to a 40-day fast. A one-day fast. Well, it's 24 hours. It started nine to nine. Twenty one day, just boom. Huh? Yeah, it's twenty-four. Nine PM to nine at night. I quit it right when I eat. From ten to ten, whatever time when I finish church, that's when I go eat. Twenty-four hours. Nine to nine, not nine to nine AM. Nine to nine. And, the, and then the other part, you're sleeping on it. <laughs> That's the part, you know, that you're just sleeping, all right? Well, this is hard. I'm sleeping. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Come on, half of it, eight hours of it, seven hours, whatever time you sleep, you're, you're, that, you're already not dealing with that unless you're dreaming it. <laughs> Some of you guys go home sleeping like, oh, I got to fast. So I'm going to dream hamburgers. Hallelujah. <laughs> I wonder if I can eat during my, my dreaming time, you know? <laughs> You try to you do whatever you can do to just to get in there, amen. But come on, all of us can fast, amen. Generational vision plans for transition. We have to plan for the future transitions. Church, I'm not gonna be here forever. Don't get sad. <laughs> come on. You gotta understand here, church, amen. I'm gonna be 57 this year. Somebody said, I heard 37 out there. I don't know. I thought he was 37. <laughs> now, I'm going <gonna> <laughs> to be 57 this year, church. And I need to start thinking for the future, planning the future. I have to raise up my replacement, uh, my son, my grandson, uh, a spiritual son, uh, someone who would carry on this vision. Amen. Uh, come on. Uh, you got to understand. I got a plan. Especially what took place a couple of months ago. I got a plan now. Who knows what, what could have happened? I, I could not have been here. Did we have a plan in place? And it gets me to thinking, you know what? I need to place my replacement. I got to have things in order. Because he's the one that calls me home. I don't control that. I can't say I'm going to be here for a long, long. Now, I got to think that way. But I also have to plan what would happen if I wasn't here. Got to plan, and whether it's my wife and to take over and do what she needs to do right now. Or my son or someone in this house to raise up and do what they need to do. See, it wasn't, God didn't do that because there was no plan here. What would happen? We got a plan. There's, there's, there's transitions. We got a plan for church. Bible says no one's promised tomorrow. But today, 
is the day of salvation. Come on. Life is like a, what, a vapor? It's here today and gone tomorrow. We got a plan for the future. I realize I need to plan my household. I need to plan and, and do our, our, not the will, but the estate of the will. Or the what? Testament. What's going to happen? Otherwise, my kids will, that's my car. <laughs> I got to plan it. I got to put someone in charge of that. I, I, I got to do things like that. I, I got I to show my wife. How to pay bills and where, where everything's where everything's at, because I take care of all that. I take care of all that. She does her things, but I take care of, I, I gotta show her those things. This is where you look, this is how you pay, this is where it's at, this is how you go. Everything's online. I I I, I gotta show her. All the passwords. I have to. I realize that man. If something should happen to me. What's going to happen to her? I got to plan it. And I realized that at, during that time, I said, man, I, I did not plan my future. I, we're taken care of as far as my funeral expenses. We're, you know, we, we, there's money there. From, I have a life insurance. And I, there's things that will be taken care of. That's not the problem. It's like her future, carrying it on. This church, carrying it on. Got to plan those things, church. Nobody wants to think about those things. But we have to plan if we want to be long-term. Amen? Listen, church. Let me give you a little heavy revy. We all die. We all die. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. And as you guys already know, it's not about you. I can't build on me because it's not about me. It's about him and reaching others. It's about passing down this vision. Listen, church, because if your presence, you got to listen to this, because if your presence doesn't make an impact, your absence won't make a difference. Then when I leave, I'm making an impact. If I leave, then like, what happened to pastor? You know, I haven't seen him for like five months. <laughs> wow, amen. I, I made some impact in your life, amen. Come on, uh, come on. You, you, this church is going on. Everybody's just having church and realize five months later, like, where's pastor? <laughs> <laughs> if your presence doesn't make an impact, your absence won't make a difference. I have to plan. Our servanthood has to plan. We have to plan and answer the question, am I preparing, listen, the next person? Am I preparing, listen, the next leader, the next servanthood leader, the next servanthood team to carry out the vision that we have for our city and beyond, church? I will start to prepare, or we need to start to prepare us for the transitional changes. Generational vision never stands still, church. It's always moving forward. It's always flowing. It's always at a steady pace. You know why we're here? Going on 
20 years now because we kept a steady pace. Come on, people have gone and people have come in, but we kept a steady pace. There are times that we have sprinted. There are times that we have ran real hard and said, we want to do this, we want to start this ministry, and things didn't happen. Things failed. We got frustrated, but we remained ourselves in the steady pace. We're just steady. We're just moving. God, okay, that didn't work out. God, let's just keep on going. We, we sprinted ahead of you. There's so many times we're sprinting ahead of God. And he's saying, I want you to stay right here. And we're like, no, we want to do this. We want to do this. <laughs> Woo, yes. I got my strength back. Amen. I got my, got my legs back. 57, watch out. Hallelujah. Woo, look at that. Look at that. Woo, I can still move. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. No, don't bring football. Hamstring. Hamstring. Hallelujah. Hamstring. Amen. I won't. That's why I said football days are over for me. But I kept at a steady pace. This church has kept at a steady pace. And there's always been faithful pillars in this church. There's always been faithful people giving to this church that kept it going, kept it steady, steady giving, steady giving, steady, everything steady, church. When we start to fall, let me tell you something. Something didn't happen steadily. Let me tell you, when people start to fall, they stop giving. It's the truth. When people start, when people start to fall, they stop praying. They stop reading the word. And pretty soon they stop coming to church. Why? They didn't say a steady pace. They thought, well, I read enough. I know that. that we don't, I don't need to read today. I don't need to pray today. I don't need to give today. I've been faithful for 10 years. I'm not going to miss this one offering. I'm going to buy me some shoes. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's, it's, it's the start of the fall. Because now you're not even running at a steady pace. You're standing still now. You're not even running at all. Now you're out of the game. And now you're just sitting in the chair. You used to be an usher before. You used to be a teacher before. Oh, man, you used to do this and that, and you used to go to outreach and all this, and you're not even in the race no more. You're on the sidelines. Now you just come to receive, and you have nothing to give. And all you do is take, 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 and you give nothing. Freely you receive, freely what? It's part of God's law. God didn't set, set you free just to sit down. He didn't save your booty. He saved your booty to get up and work. Come on. I step on someone else's toe. <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me step on the foot now. Come on, church. You want to be all that God wants for you to be? You, you got to start doing what the Word of God says to do. We start applying these very principles in our lives, and guess what happens to you? Life. You start to grow. Now you're not complaining. Now you don't have anger, jealousy. All that stuff is not inside of you because you're too busy doing what God's telling you to do. You're loving God. You're loving people. There's nothing of bitterness or hatred that comes in. It may come in, and you kind of Throw it off because the enemy will shoot things at you. Shoot things. Those shootings never stop, but we got our armor, right? We got our shield, right? We got our faith. We keep on blocking, keep on fighting. 
Come on, we got the, the weapon, amen, not only to defend, but to fight back with. Not to cut somebody up and walk away and say, yeah. You know, no, no. It's to defend when they come and attack you. You defend with the word of God. But then it's also to bring life to that person. Church, you've got to fight right. Somebody say amen. So it's always moving forward. It's always flowing. Listen, it's always declaring. Paul says in Philippians 3.12, I don't have it all together. I haven't attained all this. I haven't arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which is Christ Jesus took hold of me. Here's a man, amen, in Philippians, as Paul is saying, I press on. I'm flowing, amen. What he's saying, you know what, I'm staying at a steady pace. Things are coming at me. I've been stoned. I've been whipped. I, I've been shipwrecked, amen. I've been adrifted at sea, amen. But I'm staying at a steady pace. Keep my eye where I need to go. There it is. There's the crowd. There's the, there's the goal. Come on, just like the, the marathon runners after going on that 26 mile and, and, and they see that finish line, it's like, oh, yeah. But do they go crazy? No, it's a steady pace. They just want to make it. It's not about records. It's not about time. They just want to make it. I made it. Because we start to rush at things where you're right there. You may just trip and get hurt and not finish your race. Steady pace, church. We get excited when things start to come together. Oh, no, no, just stay at a steady pace. Paul was always flowing, focused on what was ahead and reaching towards the next generations. Understand this, church, that it will help us to identify the God-given vision that God has given our fellowship and our church. Vision is needed for a church to run effectively. Once vision is clear, once vision is understood, we must run with it. We must communicate it, but we must run at a steady pace. Habakkuk 2.2 says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on the tablets that he that reads it or he, he that may run will read it. Amen. Vision cannot be, has to be understand that vision has to be cast through all generations, all seasons. We all hit different seasons. Amen. And we have recognized some of those seasons, but we got to keep at a steady pace. Come on, we just came out of a season, church. And we'll still go through other seasons, other hits, other sicknesses. But we go at a steady pace. Cannot stop us. Understand today that peace is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of Christ. Through those seasons, church, we must keep vision in mind. It must be reminded over and over, amen. We must keep vision going forward in order to declare in 2021. Listen. Why don't you stand up, Josh? I want you just to stay there. But if you make no further or forward process, if you make nothing going forward, if you know, don't run at a steady pace, where will you remain? Always in the same place. See, that's the problem with many of us. 
we don't move. We complain. We complain this and complain that. But we're not doing nothing ourselves. We're the ones in the mess. We're the ones in the same place. But until you start to move, go ahead, move with me. Now you're not where you used to be. Now you, got, you start moving towards the things of God. Now he starts to do things within you as you're moving forward, church, and changing your vision. No, you keep following me. Follow me as I follow Christ. Hallelujah. Come on. This is who we follow. We don't follow someone that's leading the blind. I'm not here. Listen, church, thanks. I'm not here to lead you. I'm not, I'm not here to mislead you, church. If you don't trust me, then find someone that you can trust. But if you trust me, then get behind me and let's go forward and let's win this world for Jesus. And let's start with our own families in our city right here in Las Vegas church. Come on. Come on. We got to go forward in this. And you got to understand if you've been with me for some time that you know what? Maybe he does hear from God. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. This is not my vision. This is not my declaration. This is not my church because it's not about me. God gave me this vision. This is a God vision. The banners are God vision. I don't think about it and say that's so cool. I didn't rip it off from somewhere else. This is my vision that God gives me. I listen to God. I hear him. And what's happening here should be evidence of what it is. If not, then you've got to find somewhere that you can say, that's the man I want to follow. That's the woman I want to follow. That's the church I want to be part of. Because you'll end up frustrated. If you're just nitpicking and trying to find all the little hidden things, because guess what? You'll do that at any other church. Just grow where God planted you and watch what God would do. Let's reach a generation, churches. We don't have time for fighting. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of what, did you hear what they said about the church? Did you hear about that? Did you hear this? I don't, I don't really care. They're not even part of the church and they're talking. I, I really don't care. And if they are, then... Their hearts weren't with me. And as hard as that is to let go and to move on, then that's what I got to do as a church or as a pastor. Because I learned many years, and I'll share this with you before I close, that God has told me to serve God or serve people with an open hand. And I was like, why? Because you're trying to hold on to people, trying to make them stay to like you. And when you do that and they break away, it hurts so hard. But when you serve an open hand, they can come in, they can come out. They can come back, come back forth. There's people that have left and they have come back because I've learned to serve with open hand. I, I embrace every person that comes in and goes because I don't hold anything. Does it hurt? Yes. I'm human. I'm not Superman. I'm not, I'm not any of that. I'm a good-looking man, but I'm not Superman. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> She's drinking the water. Like, <laughs> 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 
That's the humor that God gives me. I mean, it makes me feel happy. <laughs> Listen, church, if we don't start stepping forward in the things of God, then you'll always remain in the same place. Listen, if you have no root, you'll have no fruit. Come on. If you have no root, you'll have no fruit. That's another sermon with a fig tree right there. Boom. I'll write that one down. But this is not a sprint, Lord, church. It's a marathon. And we have to run at a steady pace. Don't allow the seasons. Listen, the seasons of our lives to take you off track. Don't allow them to take away vision. Because without it, listen, church, we die. Amen. So I'll stand up. Let's defend the vision, church. Let's defend what we're here for. And let's be generational. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's bow our heads right now for a moment. There's a worship piece coming up. <laughs>